0: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and we're here on Bondi Beach. And uh, you may have been wondering, why in the hell has Chris not done any on-the-beach podcast of late? And the reason is because I've been filling up the Spotify app with a hundred other messages and podcasts. So if you're missing out on a bit, I've done quite a few uh, My Voice uh, podcasts over on Spotify. Um, And you'll find that quite easily. Chris Walker in the well somehow. Look, we're down here on the beach and a topic that's been uh, resonating with me lately with many, many people is the idea of bipolarism. And uh, that's uh, ultimately it's the concept of fraud. So let me just talk to you about it for a minute. If you go in a meeting with a group of people and you're sitting in that meeting going, geez, I hope these people like me or I wonder if or if you're nervous or you have anxiety and you're sitting in that meeting or presenting to that meeting, it's because who you are outside the meeting and who you are inside the meeting are two very different people. That means you've dressed up in a nice some nice clothes, you've got a nice presentation, you've put your PowerPoint up on the wall, you've present you're presenting yourself and the person you really are is not that person you're presenting. The person you really are, this is just uh, an actor, uh, a disguise, a mask that you're using to communicate something about yourself that's really important to you. You want to be liked, you want to look powerful, you want to look strong, in control. But when you leave the room, the question is, are you in control, are you, are you that person? And. There was an old quote once upon a time that said, fake it till you make it. And that basically says, when you go into a room, fake it and fake it and fake it and you'll make it. But it's gone. That quote is wrong. That quote, because the human condition has evolved, the human condition has evolved because of the amount of fraud that there is, the amount of uh, deception that there is because of social media, we now have a radar for people's bullshit. And so when somebody comes... uh, Uh, into a a meeting as pretending to be someone they're not, just so they can push an idea, or push a PowerPoint presentation, or push something across. And they're not really that person in real life. We get it, we know it, straight away. We smell it, we taste it. That's intuitive. And that level of awareness has, over the last 20 years, accelerated exponentially. And so what was once a really great quote, fake it till you make it, it was from the 50s and 60s, is now absolutely wrong. And a lot of the quotes that came from that era, which are quite uh, motivational and instructional that you'll read in all the old books of how to win friends and influence people and all these things, are absolutely incorrect. Why? Because intuition has improved, the human radar has improved, and we've evolved. And we have to take that into account for leadership. There's been many examples where leaders stand up in front of the company and tell everybody what they want and then walk out the door. But if something goes wrong, they don't face, they don't put their face on the thing that's going wrong. They hide, they hibernate. And they say basically that's their fault. That's someone else's fault. And this sort of leadership is fraudulent. This is basically saying, I want to be seen as one person, but I don't want to be seen as another person. I don't want to be associated with the negative. I want to be associated with the positive. And that's not leadership. That's fraud. That's half. But then when we leave the office, the question might be when we get in the front door and get home, what are we wearing? What are we treating ourselves like? How are we we behaving in our home? And how does that compare to the person that's in the meeting presenting the documents? Once upon a time, they could be polar opposites. Once upon a time, bipolarism was encouraged. In other words, uh, work-life balance. When you get home, strip off your work clothes, put on a pair of dirty old undies, and just hang out in flip-flops and don't care. But now home office is, has changed things. We, most of us work from home uh, some percentage of the time. And this, this, in turn, has created a real dilemma because how do you dress when you're you're working from home? Now, I'm not talking about dressing up in front of the camera. That's bipolarism again. That's fake it till you make it. I'm talking about how do you you dress, how do you look after yourself on a daily basis? For example, of an evening I sit down when we don't have the kids, of an evening I sit down with my partner and, and she cooks a beautiful meal and we light a little candle, we put some music on, we arrange the table, and, and she serves it and we sit there and you know, cause I don't cook, but we sit there and we consciously create quite a beautiful environment to eat our meal. And we try to steer away from work topics. We try to stay close to home with the topics we talk about. We talk about, uh, we talk about our holidays that are coming up. We talk about trips we're going on. We. But sometimes we talk about our business life and you know how it's going and how we feel about it. But the most important thing is we're, we create an environment that is authentic to the people we believe we are when we go to work. And so this is really important stuff because we're not just sitting there sloughing out in front of TV and just uh, uh, chewing up food for the sake of uh, getting some nutrition in and I think that goes to the bed sheets we use and the, and, the envir- and the cleanliness, the number of times a week we get a cleaner to come in and clean the house and what shoes we've got at the front door and what, what, how many times we do the washing and how we care for that clothes that we wash and it, it goes to every little thing, the bathroom, the cleanliness and it goes to every little thing because if you treat yourself like a, a hundredaire, you'll never be a millionaire. And it's not necessarily the quality of you know Gucci shoes, although I have them. It's not necessarily the, the, the amount of money you spent on the shoes. It's how you care for the thing you spent the money on. So people will just carelessly throw things um, uh, on the floor. The kids will throw things on the floor and you go, look, I don't really care whether you like that thing or don't like thing, you've got to treat it with care. And that caring about what you've got becomes a mindset about caring about what you do. And this authenticity, uh, I want to call it, is really important. So if on the weekend you go, oh, look, I just want to slough out and hang out with the kids and I want to be a vego and I want to wear dirty old dungarees and have a pair of board shorts on and uh, eat whatever I want and drink whatever I want, that's okay, nobody's judging you for that. But the question might be, is that real? Is that the real you? Or is the one that goes to work the real you? And if the one that's on the weekend is the real you, you might want to look for a job in a surf shop, or you might want to look for a job um, in a vegetable garden or mowing lawns or doing things that are absolutely in line with who you think you are outside of the office. But if the one in the office is who you really are, if you really feel good in in clothes and you really feel good presenting business stuff and thinking business, then you may may be wise to rethink how you present yourself and how you deliver yourself on the weekend. The big stress that people are having is not that they're not relaxing after work. The big stress is the contradiction between their bipolar lifestyles, the veg-out lifestyle and and the business lifestyle. And because it's become morphed into one big potpourri of mess... um, there 's a, a dilemma: who is the real me and I think one of the things that a vision quest challenges us to do, and a vision quest is a really important part of what we call inner wealth. What a vision quest asks us to do is to be real. Tell me what you really want. Sometimes in a vision quest, people go, "I want to have a family and I want to live in the countryside and have a nice bush house with the trees and and lots of rabbits and eat berries and swing from trees and be really spiritual. Yep, and then you go around the circle and you go, okay, what do you want in your business life? I want to be corporate CEO of a financial firm making $10 million a year and traveling into Learjet. And you go, okay, so which one is real? And they go, well, both. And I go, well, if you encourage that thinking, you're encouraging the illness called bipolar. And as I said earlier, bipolar is not a disease. Bipolar is a choice. But the consequence of it is anxiety. There are no such things in the world as half-hearted success stories. And when we get, one of us wants to be living in a tree, in a tree house, living off the, the berries, and the other part of us wants to be in the corporate life kicking goals and wearing a suit and pretending that we know everything, when we have that dichotomy in our lives, we get anxiety. And that anxiety leads to mental health problems. And so one of the things we may need to reconcile when you're doing your vision is which one is real, because they're both not real. That dichotomy, you can relax at work. You can be corporate at home. You don't have to be so splintered. And when I say to people go for a walk during the day and hug a tree at breakfast time, at work, make sure you look out the window and spend five minutes every now and again relaxing yourself, that that means that you can have that connection to nature while while you be that authentic real you who wants to achieve in business or you can shoot the business thing Drop your suit, go and get a job uh, gardening and live in nature. But beware, be really cautious about dichotomies, about bipolar, about duality, because that just leads to anxiety, frustration and disappointment. This is Chris. You have a great day. Bye for now.